Over the past year on RN Breakfast, we have heard incredible stories about people in Ukraine who have had to leave their homes and move abroad until the Russian invasion is over. There was one story that stood out. Rabbi Raphael Kruskel is the head of a charity that runs orphanages in Odessa. He feared that Russia was going to launch an attack, so he started planning. When the first missile landed close to the girls' orphanage, he took the children, he asked them to grab their teddy bears and their toys, and he bundled them onto buses, which he organised himself. After driving for over a week, 270 children arrived in a small Romanian holiday resort on the Black Sea. The children are recovering from a very traumatic and hard two weeks. As you can imagine, they've been uh, traveling a lot and uh, the first trip was really dangerous and traumatic under sirens and smoke and uh, they're recovering and we're trying to help them uh, return to normal as quickly as possible. A year after that conversation, I'm delighted to welcome Rabbi Kruskel, the CEO of Tikva Children's Homes, back to RM Breakfast. Rabbi, good morning. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? I really want to hear how you are. You lived and worked in Odessa for many years before you had to leave. Yesterday, the city and other regions of Ukraine were hit by another wave of Russian missiles. What news have you heard from Odessa? Um, So I spoke yesterday uh, to um, some of the people who are on the ground and they told us that it was a really bad bombing. Um, The buildings were shaking, some windows broke. We still have our school, uh, one of the schools, uh, which is uh, working there. We have over 200 kids there. We're still giving out uh, food to elderly, 1,200 packages a day. So there's lots going on, and the people in Odessa are really suffering. Even though we have managed to get them generators and get them um, as much help as they can, it's uh, unlike the group which we managed to evacuate with us to Romania. So they're suffering, and uh, um, it's been a very, very difficult uh, year and certainly the last day. Did you ever imagine the war would drag on like it has? <laughs> no, um, I didn't. Uh, I thought it would be over much quicker. It's unbelievable what uh, the world is doing in order to help uh, Ukraine, in order to ensure that they can survive. And hopefully they will be able to go back to Odessa. But I thought it would be, much, uh, be over much, much sooner than uh, uh, than a year. I never believed that we'd be on uh, the road for a year and that we'd have to take care of so many refugees and help so many people. And uh, some of the stories are really tragic. And, uh, you know, we've taken out, uh, there was one uh, lady from Kiev who her husband was killed and she couldn't find uh, the, the body. And we took out the family uh, and we brought them to our um, uh, facility in Romania. And the many, uh, all the story, every, everyone's got their own story and every story is tragic. So, so it's it's refugees. It's uh, it's 2023 now, and still th- tens of thousands of people are refugees all over Europe beca- and 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 other places because of uh, this senseless war. Months before Russia launched that first attack on Ukraine, you you'd started planning. You bought tons of food. You hired buses and trucks in case you had to evacuate the children from Odessa. You told us that people thought you were crazy. You must be so thankful that you made those plans now. 
So sometimes, you know, when you're sitting in uh, Romania and not at home and you've got the responsibility of uh, all these people, which we have, the children and the, our alumni from the orphanage who are now married and their children. And uh, when, when you're not sure that you made the right decision to leave. And then when you hear another bombing and more children in trauma and more people who need help and more people begging to leave. Now, looking back, I'm very grateful that we did make that decision. I'm happy that we prepared for it. And uh, we, we were very lucky to leave as early as we did in order to save all those people, um, the trauma uh, that other people in Ukraine, those who couldn't leave, are really suffering the, this whole year. What are your memories of that long journey with the children? Well, the children, uh, um, they, they, as I said uh, last year, they, they were unbelievably resilient. They, they, they were amazing, but they were traumatized. And we, we've seen it throughout the year. We've brought in psychologists to help them. We've had children who started, uh, all the children even who started bedwetting and nightmares. It's, it's really sad to see uh, children who have been traumatized anyway. They're children who are in children's homes and orphanages. And now a second time being forced to leave their only home, uh, their new home. Um, it, it's been extremely difficult. And, and, and the, the journey itself, I just remember how, how the kids were helping each other and looking after each other and trying to uh, keep, keep up the, you know, the spirit. It, it, it was amazing. It, it, showed, it showed how strong these children are. And uh, on the other hand, unfortunately, we, we, we do, do deal with the fallout of uh, what they've been through. Now, I understand you're on the move again to the Romanian capital, Bucharest, in about 10 days. Why is it time to move on? So uh, w when we came, we needed to look for a place which could take nearly 1,000 people. Now we're, we're even bigger. We've grown to 1,200. So we, we had to find a place which could take us all. And we found a summer resort because it was in the middle of winter. And um, we stayed there for as long as we, uh, we felt necessary. But now it's a year later and I'd like to find a more midterm solution, a temporary home. And, the, you know, families should live in uh, apartments. Students should live in apartments and not in tiny uh, rooms uh, as they've been living in the last year. It's very, very difficult for uh, the refugees to continue with their life. And I believe in the capital, they'll be able to find jobs, they'll be able to move on until we're, we're able to go back to um, Ukraine. So we found a huge um, new building um, complex, which has 230 apartments. There's a, a building which we rented right next door for um, the orphanage, a huge building, uh, a huge facility for a dining room where the refugees can uh, would be, will be able to eat. I think in the capital of a major European country, I think they'll be, able, they'll be able to do much better and they'll be able to start rebuilding their life. I feel so sad for these kids who are losing a year of their childhood. They've lost, they lost the years during Corona where they had to stay inside the COVID and they, had to, they couldn't go to school. Now this year again during the war, and I just want to give them back their lives. So in, in many ways, this move in 10 days is about also conceding that this war is, is now a protracted war and that going back to Odessa is going to be really difficult, right? 
So even if the war would finish uh, today, which it doesn't look like it's going to happen, uh, but even if it would finish today, it's going to take months until we uh, until the infrastructure is back up, number one, and number two, um, that we are sure there's no anarchy and uh, you know the, 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 there is so many there are so many weapons in Ukraine to make sure that different groups I won't use them in the wrong way. And therefore, I feel that even if everything would finish, it's going to take a few months for us to go back. And since we don't see the end of war in sight now, so we're probably talking about at least another year until we could go back to Odessa. And if that's the case, then we had to, we decided we had to move. Do they want to go home? Do they express that? So it's, they all want to go home. The The fact that they left Odessa so suddenly, they were forced out of their homes uh, and out of the children's home within uh, an hour or two, just with their suitcase. They have to get, they have to find closure. They all want to go home. They're all patriotic to their country. They really want, they really feel, you know, we they, they, they want to be back in Ukraine with, uh, many of them have family members there, many of them have friends there. And uh, there's a feeling that they want to go back and certainly to get closure, to feel that they can go back to the home where they were forced to leave. A feeling of a refugee is very, very different than any other thing I've ever seen in, in my work with the children and with the um, other refugees. The fact that they were forced to leave so suddenly, has, they, they have to find closure. And they're, they're all going to go back. They all want to go back. Rabbi Kriskel, um, it's always, uh, I'm quite in awe of the work that you do. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Raphael Kruskel is the CEO of Tikva Children's Home and he saved uh, these children who were obviously facing a very difficult future when the war in Ukraine began. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.